Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, November 15th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. We've got a great show for you today, talking big news around the world of travel and the world of all-inclusive resorts, too, with guest Ricardo Portillo, sales and marketing manager at The Excellence Collection. You can discover relaxation and romance with The Excellence Collection. Explore tailored vacation experiences in eight all-inclusive resorts set on some of the most stunning beaches in Cancun, the Riviera Maya, Punta Cana, and Montego Bay. Enjoy an ambiance of love in the couple's only beloved hotels, adults-only exclusivity in excellence resorts, and fun for all ages at finest resorts. Choose your ideal tropical paradise today. Visit theexcellencecollection.com for more information. Coming up later on the show, Ricardo and I are going to discuss the latest trends and all-inclusive resort space and more about the Excellence Collection, too. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening to the show, we're going to dive on into what has been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with destination news. How are the top global destinations performing in 2022? What are the best visited places this year so far as uh, we go to Forward Key's latest air ticketing data and their report that they issued Last week, they've got the Dominican Republic set to welcome 5% more visitors in 2022 than in 2019. No surprise, the Caribbean nation is leading the way on that. I mean, they've been huge with tourism and being open, and I'm not surprised at all on that. I thought Mexico might be number one here, but they did crack the top five on this, on their data. We've got, um, rounding out the top five is Turkey, Costa Rica, Mexico, and Jamaica. No surprise to see Central America and the Caribbean dominating the top five on this you can see the full list over up on travelpulse.com but turkey at number two was initially surprising but you dig further into forward keys data and their insights on that and they said the policy of the turkish government to remain relatively open to tourism during the pandemic and to continue welcoming russian visitors was what put them at number two here so yeah we've heard a lot of turkey bouncing back and, and greece too greece did crack the top 10 on this list as well as far as european destinations but yeah as you look to the u.s traveler where they've been going we, we all know it's it's the Caribbean for sure lately. And although Europe is bouncing back and we'll touch on Europe a little bit uh, coming up as we talk further some destination news, but um, getting into this data a little bit more, consumer demand for beach holidays was what led the revival, they said, with business travel and city tourism lagging until the start of fall. I guess I can't be too surprised about that. You've pulled data from the first 10 months, obviously spring and summertime and people finally getting away in 2022 and visiting that beach, their, their favorite beach. Not everyone is a beach person out there. Myself, I will stay in the sand and I will go in the ocean a little bit, but after like 90 minutes, maybe top, maybe an hour, you know, I'm ready to check out, maybe getting back to the pool, maybe just relax somewhere. I don't, you know, do something else around the town, definitely eat and eat and eat some more, but that's me. Yeah, my wife loves the beach, so we, we still venture out to the beach and it's fun with a little kid now too, you know, getting them into the sand and, and they're, they're super excited about beach and all that. So not surprising there, but Looking to their uh, VP of Insights, Olivier Ponti said, quote, looking at the world on a regional basis, one must admire Caribbean countries for their early efforts to sustain visitor arrivals in the face of the pandemic and their continued growth in an increasingly competitive travel landscape. The Middle East also stands out as it helped to accelerate its recovery by hosting major global events such as the Dubai World Expo, Formula One Grand Prix and various Gulf locations, and above all, the FIFA World Cup and Qatar. The Gulf has also seen a relatively robust comeback in business travel, a segment whose recent revival has come as a surprise to many. So yes, business travel bouncing back some, but still going to be a while on that. You won't find many traditional beach holiday destination on Berkshire Hathaway Travel Protection's World's Safest Countries and Cities to Visit in 2023, which dropped last week. 
your top 10 countries. One, Netherlands. Two, Denmark. Three, Iceland. Four, Australia. Norway, Canada, Germany, Sweden, Switzerland, and New Zealand to round out the top 10 on countries. And their top 10 cities is Reykjavik, Copenhagen, Montreal, Amsterdam, Seoul, Singapore, Tokyo, Berlin, London, and Sydney. So we've got the full lists up as well on travelpulse.com. You can check that out too. So, you know, I've been to a few of these destinations. I know some of my listeners out there have been probably to all of them for sure. So I'd love your thoughts on these top 10 lists for, for safety, but for me, Amsterdam and Singapore jump out by far to me. I felt incredibly safe in those destinations, and I think you would as well. And it's nice to see, you know, some more uh, Asia tourism destinations on on these sort of lists. They need the promo for that, and they were not so much, you know, on that forward keys data just because, you know, haven't been open much. So I'd like to see them higher on those visitation numbers for 2023 is what we should see, hopefully, on that. So another thing that jumps out this uh, safety list, too, is Europe is heavily featured on this list. European travel is going to thrive in 2023. I really think so. The The strong exchange rate of the United States currency has already increased demand for holiday vacations to Europe already. We're, we're going to see good numbers there, I think. Of course, you know, if you haven't booked a European vacation yet for and you're trying to go before the end of the year, you know, that's going to cost you some big bucks. But, you know, now would be a good time to plan your 2023 Euro trip for my advisor listeners out there. I'm sure you guys have been promoting promoting that up a little bit. Right now, is a, it's a, or maybe you're waiting till January. I don't know. I'm curious your thoughts on what you're thinking about as far as 20. I mean, I know many of you are already booking that, but how much actively are you doing that? You're trying to pull in some last minute 2022 sales on this of last minute travel stuff. Uh, definitely reach out podcast at travelpulse.com. But certainly, you know, my consumer listeners out there now definitely is a great time to plan your 2023 Euro trip if you're thinking Europe or, or really any 2023 trip right now. Scott's cheap flights, they call it the Goldilocks window, knowing when to book and when it's just right to book so which is why they say travelers need to think about summer 2023 flights now saying quote for peak times including summer we recommend you start keeping an eye on prices even earlier around the 10 month mark for peak times we also see the goldilocks window end a bit further out from the trip deals start decreasing at at about four months out and get a lot more rare as you get closer to the summer so looking for some deals out there i know many of you love this deal time it's uh it's about that time you know black Friday, Cyber Monday, those travel deals are coming up. We've already posted a few on the website, travelpulse.com, all this week and next week for various roundups in categories on the major Black Friday and Cyber Monday travel deals. So be on the lookout for that. And next week's episode two will be about the holiday travel outlook as well. So we'll dive into that and it should be good stuff. But moving over to what else is trending in the world of travel that gets us into air travel news, the United States Department of Transportation announced that six airlines would be forced to pay penalties totaling $7.25 million and issue $622 million in passenger refunds. The airline with the biggest chunk of that payment happens to be a U.S. airline. Can you can you guess it? I'll give you a little hint. This airline gets uh, sometimes gets knocked, you know, being a budget airline and everything, and uh, was in the news quite a bit this summer for some merger talk. So, what do you think? Those of you who just guessed Spirit, you would be wrong. Yeah, it's actually Frontier Airlines who has to pay $222 million in refunds and a $2.2 million penalty, while Air India was actually second on the list and will pay $121 million in refunds and a $1.4 million fine. So the U.S. Department of Transportation said that many of the refunds involved in the investigation were a result of delayed or canceled flights during the pandemic, 
Officials said that they are also conducting investigations into other airlines, with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg saying, quote, When a flight gets canceled, passengers seeking refunds should be paid back promptly. Whenever that does not happen, we will act to hold airlines accountable on behalf of American travelers and get passengers their money back. A flight cancellation is frustrating enough, and you shouldn't also have to haggle or wait times to get your refund. But I do think as we get ready for the Thanksgiving and the winter holiday travel season, we're not out of the woods yet. There's a lot of catching up to do in the system as it works its way through some of the profound disruptions that took place during the pandemic. All right, Pete, keep up the good work there. Well, really, let's be honest, however many people are on Pete's team. So shout out to Pete's team and all that. Keep holding these airlines accountable on that. And we need that for sure. And uh, let's all hope that they are getting things going, you know, for the busy holiday season. What's going to what's going to happen? We shall see on that front. Oh, moving over to other air travel news. A new report has shed light on the pilot shortage impact. According to Regional Airline Association, 76 percent of U.S. airports have been impacted by the pilot shortage with more than 500 regional aircraft parked and an associated air service retraction at 324 communities. 14 airports have lost all scheduled commercial air service, a number that is still rising. In total, U.S. domestic air operations declined by 18.4% from October 2019 to October 2022. The Regional Airline Association CEO, Faye Malarkey Black, said that we're facing a wholesale collapse of small community air service, saying, quote, it has already begun with 60 U.S. airports losing more than half their service since 2019. Every policymaker in the administration and Congress must set aside politics and address this crisis today. And quote, no doubt about it, regional air service is going to continue to take hits. Is there really any demand at some of these places anymore? You got to question that, right? I mean, especially with the face of business travel having changed, companies saving money by just zooming for meetings, bypassing having to fly to some of these regional markets, you know, is, is that here to stay for good the further we move past the pandemic era adjustments of travel? You know, a study recently released uh, earlier this month by uh, International Air Transportation Association, they found that passenger traffic in September rose 57% compared to September 2021, bringing global traffic to 73.8% of the September 2019 levels of the pre-pandemic time. So, you know, globally, air travel is, is on track. I, it's it's going to be fine there. You know, I think summer 2023 is really going to exceed expectations and you know, these airlines better button up their, you know, they better button up their stuff and be ready for it. So regional air travel, though, I think it's going to be rough skies ahead. It's going to be tough times. Closing out the air travel news, we jump over to the naughty passenger department. It's been a bit, it's been a little while here, been a minute since we've had some wild passenger stories, but recent weeks have delivered a couple doozies here. First up, both the FAA and the FBI are investigating the events of a recent incident on the United Airlines flight to Chicago on Sunday, November 12th. The government agencies are investigating reports of a physical confrontation that resulted in two passengers and a flight attendant being sent to the hospital. United called it a case of, quote, disruptive customer who triggered the incident. Uh, reports say a woman was a sick child, uh, was told to sit down, so then she allegedly pushed the flight attendant and later removed was removed from the plane by the police. Uh, you can find the video on Twitter, you know, allegedly of all that stuff. You can see what's going on a little bit. But anyway, a woman on a red-eye flight threatens to kill flight attendant for telling her to go back to her seat while they're landing. That's what you can find there on Twitter, and you can judge for yourself on that. But, I mean, you, you can see she's holding a toddler. She's you're, you're literally holding a toddler, lady. I mean, there are no excuses here. You lost your cool, and then you made a traumatic experience for this little kid who, I guess, was sick at the time, too, already. I mean, that's... Ugh. 
come on, man, be better people. I mean, one tweet I did see made an interesting point. You know, is it going to lead to even more security cameras on plane? I mean, we see cell phone videos of these types of things all the time. There are obviously cameras on planes. We know that already. But as unruly passenger behavior rises, is that going to lead to even more? I mean, I wonder as they build future planes, are we going to have cameras in every seat? So like what, what, where do we go from there? I mean, flight attendants can only monitor so much at a time, right? So I don't know, that would just be another added cost that would ultimately lead to more expensive tickets and all that. And we already know that the likelihood of them changing seats on future planes is low. So what are you, what are you going to do out there, folks? Uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about the unruly passenger behavior? You can shoot me an email podcast at travelpulse.com. The other wild incident recently was the guy who tried to sneak a gun onto a flight by hiding it inside raw chicken in his luggage. I mean, what the fuck? What? I mean, what? That poor TSA agent, though, who had to dig through some nasty raw chicken luggage out there. Oh, bless you. Oh, seriously, though, I mean, did he really thought this would work? Like, can you imagine trying to plan that out? Like, yeah, you know what I'll do? Raw chicken. What? What are you? What's going on, dude? And I bet, you know what? I bet he was even going to reuse that luggage on all his future trips, too. Nasty. Oh, so gross. And so dumb, too. It is astonishing how many people get caught with guns at the airport. It's ridiculous out there. Maybe maybe they need uh, more robots to help with that. I don't know about that. But I do know that the robotics industry is expected to grow within the travel and tourism sector, according to a new robotics and travel and tourism report by Global Data. The service robotics industry is expected to grow by a compound annual growth rate of over 21% by the year 2030, reaching $216 billion. Consumer and logistics robots are expected to grow by 29% and 21%, respectively, between 2020 and 2030, as they are implemented as cleaning fleets, language translation check-in assistance, and other assistive roles to their human counterparts. Sarah Koop, an analyst at Global Data, said, quote, robotics and travel and tourism was considered a gimmick in the past, used as early as 2015 for guest experiences without improving efficiency for staff. But as technology improved, investment has started increasing, resulting in robots for room service deliveries, cleaning services using UV light, inspection services using drones, translation services, and customer service to improve operational efficiency, end quote. For me, more robots in the industry is a good thing as long as this is not truly impacting jobs out there. Innovations in technology continue to make things better all around. When it comes to the travel industry, more robots should mean a better overall travel experience, right? I mean, both from a business and leisure travel standpoint, you know, if you're putting this in efficiently. Uh, However, what could be a concern, you know, that impact on jobs for actual humans. The Global Data Report did say that it's not expected to harm human employment opportunities, but how different might things be in 2030? You know, I wonder, have the staffing shortages of late perhaps impacted the future use of robots in the travel industry on that? I mean, what, what these decision makers out there, what are they thinking? What's the innovators out there? What are they thinking? You know, time will tell on that, of course. So should be interesting. But that pretty much wraps up what has been trending in the world of travel last week. A lot of news you obviously couldn't get to. We've got to stay on time as well. But, you know, travelpulse.com for all your news. And you can email me, podcast at travelpulse.com for any thoughts on what we talked about today. Drop me an email. Love to hear from you folks out there. So now we're going to jump over to our interview segment of the show, focusing on all-inclusive resorts. And now joining me on the podcast is Ricardo Portillo, Sales and Marketing Manager at The Excellence Collection. Welcome to the show, Ricardo. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work in the travel industry. Thank you, Eric. Uh, well, I'm Ricardo Portillo, and actually in charge of the sales team of The Excellence Collection. So I handle the business development team for the company. And I've been on the industry for more than 10 years. 
and I've been always working with the travel agent community. So, so I know about, about the community. I'm always happy to work with, with our partners. Love that. Yeah. Travel advisors are essential to the industry. And when we talk about, you know, the all-inclusive space here, uh, travel advisors are big in that. They've seen a resurgence, you know, over the last um, couple of years here coming out of the pandemic. So, yeah, I would just love to talk a little bit about the all-inclusive stuffs and uh, get your thoughts on what do you believe are some of the top trends in the all-inclusive resort space right now? Yeah, well, I think on the, on the last years, you know, after the pandemic, a lot of things have changed. And one of the of the main trends that I've seen is that people are actually looking for for something else for an actual experience. They're not looking just for for a hotel that they can go for two or three days. They're actually looking for something special. They're looking for more luxury and and they are willing to pay for that. That that's something that's something great. I think the money is not a problem anymore in some cases. Yeah. But to be able to accomplish this is in our company like for the excellence collection we are really trying to exceed that expectations and we are trying to personalize this experience for for this for the stay of our guests and one of the main things that i've seen in our case is that for example the clients are not looking just for a simple room they're looking for something extra for a higher end suite uh, for example a two-story rooftop terrace they want to have their own area on the hotel. They're looking for a private villa, a private villa for a beach area exclusive for them. For example, we offer the club that is the excellence club of the finest club that is exclusive area on the resort. And clients are looking, looking for, are looking for that for for a secluded experience to be able to feel more special. And also, one one of the main things is they're looking to do something extra on the resort. For example, the, the spa experiences, uh, they're looking for more entertainment, something really unique to create their, that, those experience on their resort. I love that. Yeah, it's all about the, uh, the exclusivity there and what you can do and how you can stand out and be special. And that's really you know, captivating to a lot of travelers out there, especially in the all-inclusive spot. You, know, you mentioned luxury and you mentioned villas and things like that. Those are definitely trending across the industry for sure. And then the all-inclusive space, it's interesting what, you know, is is offered out there. You guys have a lot of, you know, very own uh, custom spaces. And, you, you, you know, another thing you mentioned was experiences. Do you find that um, people are, you know, staying longer or maybe venturing off property to experience like the destination that you have the resorts in? Or does it just vary based upon the guest? I think one, one of the main thing is, is, I mean, it's it's a lot of, of new clients. It's something new for us because probably a lot of people, they, they wasn't traveling to the destinations. After being kept for for a, for a, for a while, they're getting into the destination. So a lot of these clients are completely new to the all-inclusive. So they are amazed of the, of the services that they are getting right now that probably they didn't know before. Or clients that we had before, they're coming back and they pay more so we want to exceed their expectations and then and they're looking for something more and for something better definitely yeah we, you know when it comes to travel and the resurgence that we're seeing a lot you know there's you got a lot to compete against and you know the, you talk about the new to all-inclusive space and those type of those type of travelers i think it's going to be really easy for them to stay hooked in on that because i love all-inclusives i love everything that they're they're about and that they offer so you you want to uh, you know 
a tailor-made custom experience of a fantastic stay. You know, you're going to find a lot of uh, bang for your buck and, you know, don't have to worry about pulling out your wallet or anything like that at these all-inclusive resorts. Yes. And when we talk about the Excellence Collection, can you just share some of like the latest of what's going on with you guys and, you know, how has business been in 2022? Are you forecast? What are you forecasting for 2023 as well? Well, I think as at the Excellence Collection, we're trying to follow our inaugural creation. And this is something that we really do really well on the, on the Excellence Collection because we have a lot of clients that are coming back to our hotels at even two or three times per year. So these clients have high expectations. So what we're really trying to do is invest in our own properties. And well, this year in February, February, we set an amount, a huge amount, to improve our eight properties in the Caribbean because we are only eight properties so far, but we really want to bring more things and more experience to, to all of our properties. We're adding new suites, new sport facilities, restaurants, bar designs, upgrades, beach areas, and much, much more. And for 2023, we're going to continue with this found and we're getting some transformation projects that we are trying to get it uh, finalized for 2024. And well, one of the main additions that, that we got is in Excellence Oyster Bay. And personally, I think Excellence Oyster Bay is one of, of my favorite properties because it's just in Jamaica, it's 35 minutes from Montego Bay Airport. And this property is like a private peninsula. So over there, it doesn't matter where you stay, you see water all around. So that's our unique thing about that property. And on this area, on this property, sorry, we got the beach villas. That is basically the higher room category for the excellence collection. You have the private beach, the private pool, a jacuzzi, there's a butler that take care of you. And this is what I was telling you about, client looking for this luxurious opportunity on the Caribbean. Yeah, I have stayed at Excellence Oyster Bay. That is a beautiful property. I was uh, we, we toured around. I was in just one of the, the ocean view rooms, so very small one. Well, not very small, just smaller compared to what we got to tour, which was those luxury villas and stuff that you're talking about. And I was just like, well, can I move like right this second? Because the views and those spacious rooms and I mean, that's what you want too, especially if you're going to be traveling as, as a family, you know, you want to have that space to be able to be together, but also be kind of on your own, but you know, still have the uh, great amenities that come with a lot of all inclusive spaces in there. So it sounds like, you know, things are trending up for you guys, which is great. Things are trending up in the all inclusive space 2023 looking good. It's like, sounds like you're going to have some announcements too coming up for new things, which is always exciting. So what, uh, you know, what separates Excellence Collection from all the other all-inclusive brands out there? Yeah, I think, and this is a question that I get a lot because at the end I know like hotels or resorts, we kind of offer similar things, you know, we offer a pool, we offer food, but what it really makes us different, first is the quality of, of our products and part of this product is the heart of the product and is the staff. I think one of the main things is our our staff, a staff, and we're trying to to provide a bespoke service. And this is for the clients that I was telling you about that they come back year after year and 
sometimes two or four or six times per year because we have those clients. Awesome. They they want to connect with the people that they, they see every time in their vacation. Like probably they're looking for the favorite bartender that they know which drink they, they like or the hostess or a waiter that they know. And at the end, they become part of their family and they're looking forward to see them. I love that. Yeah, you want to be able to, you know, distinguish yourself apart from from others out there because there's a lot to choose from and i think that's where travel advisors come in as well too so you know you talk about yeah. the, the the quality of things i want to discuss a little bit about y'all uh the food that is available at the excellence collection can you just talk about some of the restaurants and food offerings that you guys have because i am a huge fan of food everywhere but i do love a good all-inclusive buffet and that's how i uh that's, a, that's how i judge all all-inclusives and all, the i Excellence Oyster Bay was phenomenal there and the views there as well, too. So, yeah, just anything and everything about the Excellence Collection food I would love to know more about. Sure. Uh, well, I think that that's, as you say, is something that really set apart one resort to another. And what are we trying to do is constantly like looking for new ways to, to innovate and, and make better vacations. And about the food, we I think we do have a lot of variety of our, of the restaurants, uh, for example, the Indian the Indian restaurant, and every time that we open a new resort, we try to get new ideas of new restaurants and more drinks. It's a a new culinary experience on property, and more amenities, activities, and a lot of things to to offer on the restaurants and overall on the resort. That's great. Yeah, Indian food you don't really think of much at an all-inclusive resort, but the fact that it's offered, I think that's great because you want to be able to, you know, experience different things instead of the, you know, I, I said, you know, I judge by the the buffet line, but you know, there's there's so many options at all-inclusive resorts out there beyond the buffet. That's just my like my that's just my thing, you know. But everyone has their own thing, you know. There there are people that want you know the high-end experience, which you guys offer in the food space, which is is phenomenal. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the main values that I, I really believe about the Exodus Collection, we are cry, trying to create extraordinary moments. That's our main topic. And at the end, everyone in the company, they believe this. And we're trying that the guests, they actually create these extraordinary moments. And everything what we do, the staff, they do it by heart. So we, we want them, all of the guests, to bring these memories back home and remember for the rest of their life. So I think it's something something unique, and it's part of the hospitality that we're trying trying to do. I love that. Yeah, making the meaning, vacation meaningful and, and a wonderful experience. So um, when we talk about travel advisors here, to my travel advisor listeners, they definitely want to know, how does Excellence Collection work with travel advisors? Anything you can tell us about commission numbers or anything that travel advisors really need to know about working with the Excellence Collection? Yeah, well, I think uh, we had a lot of changes on the the past years. I've been in charge of the business development team for, for four years, and I think we changed a lot of, of these areas for, for the good things for the travel advisors. One of the, of the main new areas that you will see is the travel agent portal. That basically is the website, the travel travel advisors are going to find it on the, the Excellence Collection website. They'll see there are a little area travel professionals. And there they can find anything that they're looking for about the hotel, the properties, the room categories, the amenities, the package, everything that they need, they're going to find it over there. Also about, uh, uh, also about the information, they're going to find the media tools, 
They can book site inspections, the contact details for the BDMs, for the resorts, and all the information that they, they need. And in addition to this, we created a Facebook group that is called the Excellence Collection Travel Professionals. And this was created specifically for the travel advisors. And over there, the BDMs, they post a lot of, of the promotions, the ways to book a specific suites or new activities on the resorts. We always posting new things so they can, they can learn and they have that connection with our team. I love that. Yeah, you got to have uh, people in your corner and build up a community there. So I think that's great with the, the Facebook group. Um, Ricardo, this has been great. Any final uh, closing thoughts you want to mention about the Excellence Collection or any uh, travel advice you want to part to our travel listeners out here? Uh, plug anything you want. Where can people go to learn more about the Excellence Collection? No, I think for one of the, of the main websites is the Excellence Collection Travel Portal. The agents are going to find all the information there. And I think, as, as you were saying, these past years really changed the hospitality and what we do. So is the, it really makes us believe that what we're we doing and our staff, they're they really trying to, to bring this from their heart and they're, they're trying to bring this to our guests. So everything that we discussed, I think the staff, the hotels are really trying to do something better. And at the end, this is where we're trying that the clients come back happy and, and they bring these moments back to their home. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ricardo. I re- appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to uh, talk all-inclusive resorts and to learn more about Excellence Collection. Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up everything for this week. Thank you so much to Ricardo for jumping on and talking all things all-inclusive resorts and learning more about the Excellence Collection. Again, holiday travel outlook coming up next week as we get closer and closer to a busy, busy time in the world of travel. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week.